0: Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast, where you can build your total freedom lifestyle and live your life doing what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. And now,
1: here is your host,
0: John Racine.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast, episode number eight. I'm really excited about this episode. I've got somebody on today who took a very challenging and trying time in his life and turned it into his life's mission, and has gone on to do some really amazing things. So uh, sit back and enjoy, and I'll catch you at the end. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. I'm very excited for today's guest. This is somebody who took a challenging time in his life and turned it into his life's mission. So I'm really excited to bring on Mr. Roman Miranov. Welcome, Roman. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's my pleasure having you here. So I kind of alluded a little bit to the challenge that you had in the past and turning it into your life's mission. So tell us a little bit about what it was that led you to where you are today. Well, today I am
2: a relationship coach. And before that, I used to be a translator. I've been a translator for 14 years. So that's, that was quite a career shift. And one reason that led me to you know, switching careers that this way was my painful divorce that happened six years ago. I was, I made a lot of mistakes in my marriage. And one, one huge mistake was that I, I didn't know women too well. And I had this great wife who basically had fallen into my lap. So I was, I was very lucky. Well, when I met her and we spent 11 years together but in the final analysis I, I was treating her like she was a man all the time which which was one reason we, we got a divorce and um, going through all that troublesome experience I realized that I could use that to help other people and After my divorce, I spent a lot of time actually learning dating, learning relationships, learning this dynamics between men and women, how relationships work. And so I combined this
1: experience with my divorce experience. And there you go. So let's go back a little bit. So you had been married for about 11 years. You said you were doing the the translating thing, which is a very interesting job, I imagine. Did you suspect that things were turning in your relationship or did it kind of come as a surprise?
2: Okay, first of all, so we, we were together for four years before marrying and we were married for seven years. So that's a total of 11 years. Okay. Yeah. And
0: no uh, actually things were getting worse for for a number of years i would say they were getting worse for about 3 to 4 years yeah and they were you know progressing in the negative direction like gradually
1: Got it. I don't want to dig too much into it, but for the listeners, are there some clues that they might be on the lookout for if they suspect that something might be going on in their own relationship that needs to be addressed? Are there some things that maybe you looking back now say, oh, I should have caught that. And now knowing that you you do know, you can help people with that. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I would
2: say I, I would give two tips. The first one is look at the community at the lines of communication if they clo- if they start closing down if you see that your partner is shutting down like my w- wife was shutting down
0: that's a, a red flag a serious red flag that's for one thing and the second thing
2: i would say for men if your wife or your partner tells you that she she isn't physically or sexually attracted to you anymore, that's that's not even a red flag. That means that you basically have you have very small chances of you know rekindling the relationship, making it better. So that, that is actually too late. So don't don't let the situation develop into that direction. Don't don't wait until your wife tells you this.
1: Perfect. So you went from that point into this journey of discovery on women and relationships. So tell us about that journey. Well,
0: uh, as I said, I realized after my divorce that I
2: didn't know a thing about women. But of course, I wanted a new relationship. So I started to, first of all, I started to dive into a lot of content, a lot of courses, a lot of videos about dating and relationships, about how to communicate with women, this whole dynamics of relationships between men and women. And that was one thing. And the second thing was that I actually went, went out a lot and
0: I practiced everything that I learned. You know, by, by trial and error.
1: And that's the best way to learn, I imagine. So <laughs> were there of themes of things that you found in your research that were consistent, or were it more unique things that you pieced together to create your own way to do it?
0: Yeah, I, I think I, I've seen common themes. That, that, would,
2: that
1: would be the answer. Yeah. So, what would be some of the themes, things that our audience could use for themselves to improve a relationship or to even start one? Well, the the most important part is
0: actually to get get out there, become
2: become more social, get get to meetings, get to social gatherings, you know, join groups so that you're socially active all the time, and you actually um get more opportunities to meet a person that you that you want to meet because if you're sitting home alone and you never get out and you rely solely on dating apps so the what happens the first consequence is that you you don't get enough opportunities that's one thing and the second thing is you never get to develop confidence because You you do develop it by talking to people, by getting rejected, by making mistakes in communication and, you know, learning to live
1: with those mistakes. You talked about a word that kind of triggered me, and it's one that I've dealt with for a portion of my life, and I know a lot of the listeners may as well, and that's the rejection piece. And there's a lot of people that fear that rejection. So how do you address that?
0: I address this mainly by doing exercises, uh, let's say, and, and that's why
2: I, I usually you know tell my clients to do, it because I think this is what, what works best, especially for men, because in relationships, men, I mean, not in relationships, in dating, men are supposed to approach women because, because women do it less often so men get rejected as a result men get rejected way more times than men so the best exercise is to, is to approach people and you can you can do various types of exercises of course the the e the most difficult one is to actually approach women and get rejected by them but you can also start with simpler things like you know talking to
0: talking to people in in a grocery store and asking them for something like you know to reduce the price and you, you'll also
2: get rejected and and by doing that you you do what i call you know numbing yourself because the more times you get rejected the less you you feel stressed about it so you you really you, you really get numb to, to, to rejection.
1: <laughs> and I imagine that that numb feeling kind of makes it less pressure for people saying, you know what, I've been rejected so many times that this is nothing new. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I believe that, for example,
2: when you hit your, if you count them, <laughs> like I did, being analytical as I am, if you count them and you get to pick your first one hundred after your first one hundred of rejections, one hundred rejections you you feel already so much so much more relaxed about them. you don't you just, it's not that you fully stop taking them personally, but you take them personally you take them much less personally after your first one hundred.
1: <laughs> Got it. Let's talk. We're right now at the time we're recording this. It's a pretty challenging time around the world with uh, self quarantining and so forth. And you talk about being social and getting out there. So for people that are listening that maybe don't have the opportunity right now to get out and to socialize, what recommendations do you have for them?
2: For now, it's only dating apps and dating websites. That's it. Uh, I
0: usually recommend being being both. In, this, in the real world and on the
2: dating apps. Right now, we can be in the real world, obviously. So, yeah, focus on
1: dating apps. And for somebody that thinks there's a stigma about finding a person on a dating app, what do you say to them? I, I say that the
2: world is changing, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of dating apps. I was a fan of going out and doing this and you know, meeting people in the real world. but yeah the reality is changing and you know this this virus crisis that we're in right now is a actually I think is a good is a sort of a wake up call for for people who don't want to use dating apps because it's like we have we have this message that going forward we'll we'll have to
1: use them more yeah I agree. I, I think uh, the way the world is heading. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. So after you have gotten past all of the rejection and you finally get that that person that says, "Hey, I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I'd like to learn more, or let's hang out." What do you do then? What's that next step? How do you keep the communication open and and get this moving in the right direction?
0: Well, you just you know talk to them. Talk to them and have fun with them. For example, as a man, you your
2: your number one goal is to create fun dates so that you
1: both you and your woman have have fun on a date. Yeah. And I imagine that requires some level of communication to identify what might be fun.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. For example, for for your first date. You may you may think of like as a man you can come up with an idea and for example take 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 a
2: woman to a you know a ride park, an amusement park that the which is quite great, and you can go from there you can talk to her on the date and ask her what she likes and you know design the next date with that in mind but to, <laughs> Don't go overboard though, because I mean I'm talking about amusement parks.
1: <laughs> Don't go to overboard. Define what going overboard might look like, so that the listeners have an idea of what to keep an eye out for. Okay. Uh, well,
2: well, let's say doing an amusement park on the first date is not a good idea. For the first date, I would generally recommend spending thirty to 30 to 45 minutes, let's say that, that's a quick date and limiting it to just having a coffee or just.
1: I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the Total Freedom Podcast. I hope you're enjoying and getting value out of what you're listening to. So I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the Total Freedom Podcast. This will help us to share the message with more people so that they can overcome the challenges in their life, become more resilient, and achieve the life of their dreams. So again, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much. Taking a short walk. Because
0: doing, doing something like going to a movie
2: or to an amusement park on the first date is that's that's exactly what's going overboard.
1: Yes. Got it. So is there a time frame you think that before you go overboard uh, to like, I'm a, I'm a big theme park person myself. I'm a huge Disney fan. Um, If I were living up in Orlando, I'd likely go there. Uh, So that, that uh, totally resonates with me, but is there a time frame or are there markers that you want to look for to say that now would be the right time to do something on a more of an overboard as you put it type of situation? Look. there there might be a reason to go
2: to be that analytical and think about it this way um, in a specific situation. But when I don't know the specifics, I would generally recommend being yourself. So, for example, if, uh, uh, if you're thinking about the third date and you feel and you're a fan of amusement parks and you feel like taking your this woman to a an amusement park. I would say go for it, because that this is this is one of the most important things in dating a relationship. It's just being yourself, being yourself. I mean, of course, don't for the first date being yourself like this this fully and taking a woman to a theme park on the first date is not a good idea. So yeah, you you need you need to. Uh, yeah, you need to slow down a little bit. But going forward, if you feel like doing it, stop being too analytical. Don't go into your head too much. Just you know, try to listen to your heart more and do and do what you want
0: because this will, this will, um, in this in this state, you are the most attractive person.
1: Perfect. And you've talked about being yourself throughout the entire process. Is that the secret, the real key to a successful relationship is being yourself? Or are there other things that the listeners should focus on, pay attention to, or be aware of? I guess there are
2: quite a lot of different things, but this one is very important. and I would say there are
0: two reasons. The first one is that when you are yourself, you are You are relatable and likable. Yeah. You make it easy for other people to like you. Of course, you 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 might be you might be hesitant about that because you think
2: that, well, if 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 I'm totally myself, I will show you know some of the some of the drawbacks that I have, and that other person might not like me. But and then here's the second reason. You want A person in your life, you want your significant other to
1: like you for who you are. That's why you want to be yourself. You know, I have uh, business coaches that I work with, and the message that I keep hearing from them, and I think it applies here and it relates to what you're saying, is that from the business perspective, when you're out there on a video, on a podcast, or, or something like that, be yourself and show the authenticity of who you are, show the flaws, show the the good and the bad. And I think that relates here to what you're saying. Would you would you agree? All right. Totally. Now you said that you work with clients and and I'm imagining that you see similar themes. And, and is that authenticity the number one theme that you see with your clients? It's one of the themes, definitely. Yeah. What else do you see that would help our audience so that they can improve their relationships? What other things do you work with your clients on that maybe my audience could
0: also focus on. I would say that one theme is that people don't
2: <clears throat> talk enough. They don't communicate in their relationship because as time as time goes on, they get too complacent. They start taking their spouse for, for example, in a marriage their spouse for granted. And you know their relationship becomes more transactional, so and that that's why one of the first tools that I recommend to couples is actually having these long and deep conversations as as often as possible. a conversation where
0: they open up to each other after spending maybe one hour or into the conversation they open
2: up and they share share things that would, they would not share otherwise. Yeah.
1: And I think that might be the, the key because a lot of people want to keep secrets or keep those flaws hidden. And I, I think you've really kind of hit on that with getting into those deep discussions with your partner.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And what you, the, the, that's the problem.
2: When we shut down the communication in a relationship, we, yeah, we we, we actually start creating those secrets. For example, we have, we've built certain resentment toward our partner and we stop talking about it. We, ne- we never talk about it because we don't have a chance. Because it's not like that you, for example, talk about something that, ha- that happened to your kid at school and then you suddenly start talking about, you know, this. The resentment that's, that's deep in you, no. You, you can't do that. You need to spend some time talking on general topics, maybe for 30 minutes or for one hour, and then you feel safe to open up to your partner, and that's when you do it. That That's why having long conversations and being... When you sit down with your partner, you give them 100% attention, you're totally present, then you open them up to hear those secrets, as you name them.
1: Got it. Now, there's a lot of things competing for our attention these days between digital devices, phones, iPads, um, television, radio, kids, job, and, and all of these other things that get in the way. How do you or what do you recommend for people to be able to communicate with all of these competing interests fighting for attention?
2: Well, you need to develop self discipline. You need to do that and you need to limit content consumptions consumption. You need to be disciplined enough to avoid distractions. That that's not easy, and you need to build that. And like to give you a more practical tip. You you need to start with smaller goals. For example, like you know, if you now get your phone into your hand, you pick up your phone every, let's say, 10 minutes, set a goal for
0: yourself to pick it every 15 minutes first. And then you'll go to half hour and one hour, maybe, and
2: then
1: maybe to four or five times a day like this. That's what I would do. So make it an incremental goal. Start with something small, which is kind of what a lot of personal trainers do when they start working with you. You build up that endurance and that strength. So practice that type of endurance with the competing interests. Yes. Perfect. What other advice or recommendations do you have for the audience? In which area? Any area? Any area, yeah. We're talking about relationships. So whatever you think would help the listeners in their relationships.
0: Hmm. All right, I would, I would definitely recommend
2: talking with your partner or your spouse about their needs. Specifically asking them what they want from you in a relationship. Because usually we, we make two common mistakes. The
0: first mistake is that we we, we try to, well, sort of please the other person, to
2: To help them, to communicate with them in a way that we
0: prefer ourselves. But that doesn't mean that the other person wants to receive your attention in that same way and And the second and the second mistake is actually, simply simply never asking the person about what they want.
2: Yeah, and that's why I advocate this. So sit down, sit down with your significant
0: other and ask them to explain their needs just specifically. And, and yeah, and
1: then take them to heart and help them meet those needs. Yeah, I think you hit on a really important point. And this is another thing that I've learned from my business coaches, which applies, and you talked about it, is we receive communication the way that we like it, but we don't always communicate it in a way that's receptive for the other person. So I really like that you say to communicate with them, how do you want to be communicated to, with, and all of that so that there's an understanding, and then that's going to help, I'm imagining, immensely in the relationships. Terrific. Terrific. Great. Roman, uh, coming up near the end of our time here, I want to give you the opportunity to let us know how we, uh, the listeners can reach out to you, get in touch with you, and connect.
2: Yeah. The, the best way is to go to my website, which is www.romanmironov.com, spelled as R O M A N M I R O N O V. Yeah. And from there, you can go to my social media, my blog, my podcast, and whatnot.
1: Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes so that it's available. You can see that at TotalFreedomPodcast.com and wherever else you listen to the podcast. Roman, thank you so much for spending some time with me today so we can share your advice and recommendations and experience with the audience. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you, John. It's, It's been a pleasure. Great questions. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. You can get the show notes for this episode at TotalFreedomPodcast.com forward slash episode eight. Thanks. We'll catch you on another episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We create this podcast to help people become more resilient, overcome the challenges in their life, and achieve the life of their dreams. So I wanted to introduce you to the Resolve Formula, which is my unique system to overcome virtually any challenge in life or business. So I want to invite you to head over to TotalFreedomPodcast.com forward slash resolve and see the short video that I created that walks you through the seven very simple steps of that resolve formula. So again, head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash resolve. Check out the video and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening to Total Freedom with John Racine at www.totalfreedompodcast.com.